0: Welcome to the Smichael Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smichael, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Are leaders supposed to share and show love? Yes. Yep. Yes, they are. Now, I know some of you are thinking that this idea is too touchy-feely for you. And others are thinking about risk management and sexual harassment. And others are thinking that I ran out of topics, that Joanne has just run out of topics. Well, I'm asking you to just hear me out. And I promise I'll be somewhat brief. Yes, 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 yes. Love is an experience of the heart. We know that. And as leaders, shouldn't we be bringing the heart to the workplace? What I mean is that we should have a passion for the people and a passion for the work. It's that simple. Those are expressions of the heart, and therefore, they are expressions of love. But wait, 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 wait. I forgot to tell you something. This is not my original idea. We have a new minister at my church, Reverend Brown. And he preached a sermon with this title, and it made me think about it, uh, how it applies to leadership. And yes, I sit in church and I think about podcasts and leadership. So getting back to what we're here to talk about, what would love lead you to do as a leader? Perhaps you would show more compassion and more empathy. That would mean actually listening deeply to other people's concerns. It would mean creating space for meaningful conversations that go beyond the surface and allow people to share who they are and what they're experiencing. You know, in even more bottom line application, it would mean things like creating flexible work hours, considering both the person's needs and, and the organization's needs when making assignments and setting deadlines. Compassion would mean exploring options for people to maximize their use of PTO. It would mean being sure that people know what mental health assistance is available through the company or through your insurance. Compassion can take on so many different forms, and it's up to you to decide how you can both individualize it and demonstrate it. I also mentioned empathy, and that's demonstrated in our ability to imagine what it may be like to have the experience of another. I frequently tell leaders that the world, the company, the job looks very different from the perspective of a low-wage worker. And I ask them to imagine what it's like to work multiple jobs and still not be able to make ends meet. I asked them to think about the experience of not being heard in the organization because you're at a low rung on the ladder. I asked them to consider the fact that life is very different based on many factors, and one of those factors is socioeconomic status. Now, I think that love would lead a leader to demonstrate equity and fairness. And I know that some people roll their eyes when they hear the words equity and fairness. But they're real. They're real factors that determine whether an employee will commit to an organization. What does it look like in real terms? It means looking at things like salary discrepancies based on gender and race. Are you ensuring that people are all being compensated equally? And don't say it's not your responsibility, it's not your department, or it's an HR function, or that salaries are determined by people above your pay grade. Make the decision that you not only want to show love, but to demonstrate advocacy and courage by tackling a tough issue like this. And there's a lot more to this equity, fairness, love equation What are your blind spots? What are your biases? What are the blocks that prevent you from being equitable? Who's in your in-group? Who's in your out-group? The composition of each group is telling. And don't lie to yourself and say you don't have an in-group and an out-group. Because you do. There's a leadership theory called leader-member exchange or LMX And in a nutshell, it says that people with whom the leader connects well and has some affinity are more likely to get more opportunities and more information. And I don't think that this is just a hypothetical theory. From my consulting experience and just from my life experience, I know it's true. So who are you giving subtle subconscious preferential treatment to? I want to move on and address accountability and accessibility. Some leaders get confused and think that there's something wrong with holding people accountable, with really holding their feet to the fire. They think that they're being kind and compassionate by letting people slide and get away with less than excellent performance and productivity. We're talking about showing love as a leadership skill If you love a person or an organization, you want the best from them and for them. You can't get the best when you tolerate mediocrity. You're not doing the person or the organization a favor. Quite the opposite. Quite, quite, quite the opposite. When I talk about accessibility, I'm talking about accessibility to you and to information being available to answer questions, being willing to offer support and assistance, being open to exploration, to debate, to dialogue. All of those are demonstrations of accessibility and a loving approach to leadership. I want to recap where, where we've been so far. I talked about compassion and empathy. Those are two skills that enable us to strengthen human connections I talked about equity and fairness, and those are two skills that impact not only the individual employee and the team or the work group, but they also impact the organization and its ability to attract and retain talent. The last point that I just hit on was accountability and accessibility. And that's the quest for excellence that enables people to grow. And accessibility is all about your availability to the people who report to you, even to your peers and the people to whom you report. So what does love do for leaders, the people they lead and the organization they serve? I believe it counteracts some of the weariness and the burnout that people experience. I believe it creates the bonds that enable people to keep rising, even in the most difficult situations. I think leaders who love are able to rise above or at least deal with organizational politics. They can deal with that stuff ethically and from a place of wanting what will be good for multiple stakeholders. These leaders are the people who don't have time for cliques. They contribute to organizational health and organizational effectiveness by keeping their eyes not just on the product and the outcomes, but also on the people who make it all possible. They recognize their personal power and channel their energy to the positive. And it's that energy that sparks transformations on the individual and on the collective levels. Just like everybody else, these leaders have motives, agendas, and some selfishness. The difference is that they are aware and can redirect their own behavior. In other words, they're they're not in denial. One of the other things I've noticed about leaders who love love who can show and share their love is that they are all in. They don't have one foot in the company and the, and the work while the other foot is on LinkedIn or indeed looking for the next opportunity. I'm not saying don't look if you need a new job or want a new job or want a new challenge. I'm saying if you've decided to stay and invest, do it fully. If we, and I put myself in this number, I'm included, but if we want to model love in our leadership, it's important to go all in. We have to love the work, love the people, love the industry, and love the organization. And I know that's a lot to even consider, but it's so important that we be fully invested. I can tell you this, When I have clients who are doing work that I care about and that I love, it's a lot easier for me to support and to encourage them. It's easier for me to show those elements of love. And when they have a passion for their work, it's contagious and I'm on fire with them. Love really is an experience of the heart, and there's plenty of room for heart in leadership and in the workplace, I encourage you to continue to do the work and do it well. Just stop and figure out how you can add just a little love to your leadership. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.